0: Hello and welcome back to the Circling South Sports podcast. Today I have the Seattle interview series number 17. I have Husky legend, NFL veteran, Super Bowl XL IV champion, Mark Brunel with me. I'm just going to go down the list here. Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, Rose Bowl MVP in 91, national champion in 91, pride of Jaguars, NFL passing yards leader in 96, three-time pro bowler in 96, 7, and 9, and then obviously Super Bowl champion. How have things been for you? I know before we started this here, kind of talked about that, but it's draft week. You know, how have things been just first off, uh, first off being QB coach for the Lions? How have that been?
1: It's been great. So uh, this is my first opportunity to coach in the NFL. Um, uh, early January, uh, Dan Campbell, who is the Detroit Lions head coach, reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in coaching quarterbacks for the Lions. And I said, absolutely. We were teammates in uh, in New Orleans in two thousand nine, so he's been a friend for uh, a long time. And so I'm thrilled about the opportunity, um, and looking forward to it. Uh, we've got a really good staff. I think the world of of, of Dan Campbell, and uh, you know our offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn, uh, the offensive staff, the defensive staff. You know, really, this business uh, is about people, and I'm surrounded by some very good people. I'm learning a lot. I get to coach with some of the best coaches in the game. So uh, it's been great. We've been going for about two months now and uh, I'm really enjoying myself.
0: I do want to touch on that uh, here in a little bit, just because it does intrigue me, but I do want to start off in the beginning, you know, what, what factored into you attending university of Washington, what came into play for that to
1: become reality? It's a great question, Charles. And really it came down to uh, Washington wanted me. Um, Honestly, I, I grew up as a Southern California kid. I, 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 I wanted to go to USC. I wanted to go to UCLA. I was hoping to go to Stanford. And those were my three main schools. Um, uh, unfortunately, at the time for me, at the time, uh, as much as I wanted to be at one of those schools, there wasn't much interest in them having me. Uh, but the University of Washington uh, recruited me, uh, I think started my junior year. And I was number one on their list. And so, um, and I, it's safe to say that it worked out. I, I remember I, I took my trip up there. Kerry Conklin was my, was my host. And sometimes things just feel right. And in your gut, you know it's the right place for you. So for a kid that grew up 1,000 miles away, didn't know a thing about University of Washington, Washington football until really the last couple of years of my high school career, I knew that that once I got through that trip, that that's where I wanted to be. So, um, I was uh, 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 like I said, it, it worked out not only on the field, off the field, uh, but it really was exactly where I was uh, where I was meant to be.
0: So then, how would you say that your experience in college went overall? Just not necessarily just on the field, but overall, because obviously, you know, you come up from California. Weather's a little different, you know. How did your, how was your college experience as a whole? How did that go?
1: As a whole, it was perfect for me, Charles. It's it's safe to say that it was just ideal. Um, was it always easy? No, I, I had a, I had a pretty bad knee injury. Um, you know, after my sophomore year, redshirt sophomore year of starting and having a good season, uh, the following spring I blew up my knee. So that was tough, but in uh, looking back, it was, for, for me, it was a great learning lesson. I learned a lot about myself, um, how to overcome adversity, uh, how to fight through something, how to work hard, how important people are in your life, and uh, how critical it is to have good people in your life to, to kind of help you navigate through a difficult time. And for me, that was, that was uh, a challenge. Uh, on the field, um, I think I I started my sophomore year, I think five, maybe six games my senior year. So I got some playing time. Um, you had mentioned we had once we, we won a couple Rose bowls. We won a national title, made some great friends and, you know, guys that I'm still close with, uh, to this day, we still talk. And, uh, but at the top of the list, I met my wife there. And, uh, um, so obviously it was, I was meant to be at the university of Washington because if, uh, if Don James didn't bring me up to Seattle, uh, I'd uh, I would have ne- I would have never met Stacy. So um, it's uh, it's pretty pretty exciting.
0: I guess you could say things definitely worked out for the best there. Um, with you know, obviously injuries are never a good thing, but overall. Hey Charles, give
1: me a second. I'm going to turn down something real quick. I'll be right back. I apologize. The way you're, our talk there, but no, TV you're good. I can always.
0: On. What's good about this is I can pause these so there nobody nobody technically saw that <laughs> okay perfect perfect thank you um but no i was just gonna say you know overall i guess things definitely worked out for the best there um this is always interesting to to ask because you know i asked this sort of question and comparing rose bowls or comparing significant opportunities and it's hard for people you know in that position to compare them are you able to sort of Compare the significance to, of the Rose Bowls that you had involvement in, and if either had more significance to you.
1: Uh, between the between the three, um, yes, yeah, for me it was the first one. Uh, it really was the it was the uh, Rose Bowl where I was the starter uh, the entire the entire season, and that and that season it started out pretty shaky. Uh, my first couple games were really rough to the point where I think I got pretty close to being replaced by Billy Joe Hobart. Uh, uh, I think I was real close to, to getting benched and found a way to kind of turn things around. And, and uh, uh, as the season went on, I started playing some better football. Uh, we won the PAC 10 we got to a Rose Bowl. I was able to, I was named MVP, uh, that game, which is really cool for me. And I remember I grew up in Southern California, so to, to actually play in a Rose Bowl was pretty special for me and my family. Um, but I have to say that, that, you know, that season for me, I was a pretty young player but I was surrounded by some really good football players, which has always been the case for me. When I've got good players around me, I'm, an, I'm a decent quarterback. Um, and that certainly was the case. But that one was the most special to me, even though, you know, two years later we won, an, uh, or excuse me, the, the year after that, we won a national title. For me personally, that Rose Bowl against Iowa was was at the top of the list.
0: It's definitely interesting to think about, you know, because obviously it's nice to have those, but I'm sure at least, in your eyes, you know, one of those is going to mean more, you know. Sure. So it's interesting to sort of hear that from you, you know, firsthand. Um, while we're on the topic of the university, we've got an interesting situation right now at quarterback. Do you have any insight or opinion on, you know, having uh, Patrick O'Brien, Dylan Morris, and uh, Sam Heard all at the quarterback position right now as we go through spring ball?
1: I wish I could tell you I've been uh, – I, I knew more about uh... – the young man that you just mentioned i haven't followed it very closely uh the only thing i do know is that you got three talented quarterbacks and and i don't know if you can go wrong with either one of them but you know situations like that you know obviously, obviously there's different factors and you know ideally you need to go with the guy that gives you the best chance to win um, and uh, but at the same time you need to think long term and so it's tough you know I've, I've i've been coaching for some time now and and you wish they could all play. You wish they all had, would have a chance to be the starter. But, you know, only one guy can be out there. Um, so, you know, I, I trust the coaches to make the right decision. But uh, uh, I guess it's a good problem to have. Right. Some talented quarterbacks that, that uh, are competing. Um, it's, it's pretty clear that the, the future is bright at, at that position for the Huskies.
0: So now to transition into you know going into the combine, how was your NFL combine experience? Because I spoke with Miles Gaskin; he was my first interview, and he that was that was not a fun time for him. So I'm interested to see how that went for you back in the day.
1: That's a good question. The combine has changed quite a bit. Uh, it's not nearly as um, I guess maybe the, the term is in depth as it uh, it is it is today. You know, for example, I mean. Uh, I, when I got to the combine, I got interviewed by two teams and listen, I wasn't real hot commodity coming out of college. I think my, I think I was fortunate to be invited to the combine and it went well for me. It was a great experience. I wasn't overwhelmed, but it was, it was pretty big stage. But, you know, I mentioned those two interviews. I think it was Kansas city, uh, was an interview where they had their, uh, personnel people, GM, I forget who was in there, but it was, it was, it was quite a few. And then I had an interview with a quarterback coach, I think, from Cleveland that uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, So I didn't get a lot of attention. Now, quarterbacks, you know, they get 32 interviews, if not more. And they're they're you know, going, you know, running through the everything. And and uh, so, uh, listen, it was great. I was I was thankful to be there. Um, I think I did okay. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, um, I said, it worked out. Uh, you know, the, it, it's been said many times, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And I think probably the combine had something to do with with where I started, and that was with the Green Bay Packers. And, uh, and it was an absolutely perfect situation for me.
0: So speak, perfect segue, perfect segue as we get in here. Uh, I was helping you there. It's interesting that you mentioned that the, the Packers didn't even speak with you. You know, um, how was your... what? Sort of things you remember uh, in spending time in Green Bay and speaking with Brett Favre, you know, what kind of, did you pick his brain? What kind of things do you, you know, take away from your time in Green Bay Um, and do you keep in contact with Brett at all?
1: It's a great question. I I talked to Brett a little bit occasionally, uh, a text message here or there, uh, but a player that I really got close to who who has uh, remained a very, very good friend for goodness, uh, you know, almost, 30 years now, um, is a uh, Ty Detmer. Uh, he was one of the quarterbacks on the roster Heisman trophy winner and uh, a very, very good friend. You know, my recollection of uh, my time in green Bay was, it was ideal for me because uh, I wasn't forced into position where I had to play because Charles, I really wasn't ready. I, 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 was a fifth round pick. I sat behind Brett and, uh, sat behind Ty. Uh, we kind of rotated as Brett's backup for a couple years there. And, um, I was in a very good system, West Coast system. Mike Holmgren was the head coach. Uh, some big name, you know, assistant coaches at the time, John Gruden, Steve Mariucci. Uh, Andy Reid was the tight ends coach when I first got there. And it's just, and the list goes on and on. It's really, I didn't know what I had when I was there. I don't know if anybody <laughs> knew the careers that would, that would, uh, that would uh, uh, these guys would have. But um, I learned a lot from Brett. And, and And this is what I learned the most is that if you're going to, win in the NFL, um, you've got to play hard. And those were early Brett Favre years. So it wasn't always real pretty. Uh, this was before Brett Favre, the MVP, Brett Favre before the Super Bowl champion. Uh, he was learning too. I mean, he did some really, really good things, impressive things, but he made a lot of mistakes too. Um, but that was a real uh, growing time for him. And, and those early years in Green Bay um, that, were very, very difficult, you know, a lot of interceptions, a lot of uh, close games that were lost. He learned from those, and he got better uh, because of those, and he turned out to be one of the best to ever play the game. His toughness, his competitiveness, uh, the way he played, uh, willing to sacrifice his body, uh, uh, you know, to go get that first down. A great guy. He was great to me. And uh, for me, it was, it was good, good to learn from him, and it was just really good to be in that out environment where I learned a lot about you know, NFL football.
0: So would you say then that as we take a look here at Jacksonville, would you say that having that experience and, you know, as you mentioned, not being ready necessarily, and then going through that uh, time there helped you uh, in your buildup and getting ready for, I will obviously didn't know you're going to go to Jacksonville necessarily. um, (laughs) But would you say that definitely helped
1: you going forward? Oh, there's no question. What I did know uh, Charles, to your point, and you actually nailed it. I didn't know it was going to be Jacksonville but it was pretty safe to say that I wasn't going to stay in, in green Bay and play. Right. <laughs> so I knew that I would have to, you know, I was, I would hope for another opportunity. Um, and I got it. I got in Jacksonville and, um, when I got to Jacksonville, it was my third year in the NFL. I was still very raw, still had a lot to learn. And, uh, but I was, I was thrust into a situation where it was an expansion team. The expectations weren't real high. Uh, I was the young, young guy that, that, uh, Certainly wasn't a polished passer. Um, you know, if if I didn't find the first guy open, typically Charles would just take off and start running, you know. And, and uh, I was young enough and quick enough where, you know, a, a lot of times that worked. Um, but it was, a real prog- it was a real process for me to become comfortable in the pocket and, and get through my progression, understand defenses, and being able to protect myself with, you know, calls at the line of scrimmage. Um, but Jacksonville was perfect because I learned under some very good coaches, uh, we had time to get things turned around, and uh, and once again, getting back to my earlier comment, I was surrounded by some real good people, some other young players, and we kind of just grew up together. But it was it was certainly a fun time.
0: So, as you said, you know, Jacksonville being an expansion team, what's the environment like in the city and on that team? Because it's you know, it's a new team, so I'm sure it's different. You know, obviously, Green Bay historical franchise, you know. Um, but yeah, what's, what's the environment like in just the city as well as on the team there in those years with Jacksonville?
1: Well, it was exciting Charles, because, uh, the team was just so grateful, excuse me. The city was just so grateful to have a team. Um, they didn't expect a whole lot out of us. Listen, we were an expansion team. So the first year we were four and 12 and we were treated like we were 12 and four. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, uh, I mean the, the fans that first year were patient. Uh, they were, you know, in the first half of the second season as well. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a southern town. The people are good people. They love football. You know, before we, were got, there, before we got there, they were predominantly, you know, a kind of a college football town. You know, the Florida State Seminoles, the University of Florida Gators. And so here comes this pro team stepping in. And they just, they really embraced us. And, and uh, uh, it's just a great place to live. Uh, wonderful people. A lot to do wonderful place to raise a family. And and that's why to this day, uh, 26 years later, we call this place home. We call Jacksonville home. And, uh, um, you know, we've, I've I've been on some different teams since I first got to Jacksonville, but we've always kept one foot uh, there in Jacksonville. And and, uh, for us, for my wife, Stacy and I, that's, that's our home.
0: So what sort of things do you remember most from those playoff appearances from 96 to 99, obviously those are the first appearances for the franchise and you being the first trade in Jaguars history, if I'm correct, you know, what do you really take back from, uh, those times and those, those runs, obviously making it to those conference championship games and that 62 to seven score will never, I'll always remember that. Cause it's such an interesting score for a playoff game. You know, what do you take from those times, uh, those playoff appearances in Jacksonville with the Jaguars?
1: You know, Charles. It was we, we had early success, and the second year we we were able to get to the AFC Championship game. Uh, we had a good uh, string of playoffs and some some big wins. And uh, but if I'm being honest, you know, as a as a starting quarterback in the NFL, you've got one job, you've got one goal. You want to win a championship, right? You want to uh, uh, win a Super Bowl uh, for your team and for your city. And so, as much as I you know, think fondly of those playoff teams and the, and the, the success that we had, and kind of that string of five five or six years when we were real playing good offense. We didn't win one, Charles. We didn't win a championship, and that's that's uh, it's, 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 it's tough to think about because we got so close. And you know, a few plays here or there. You know, we're in the Super Bowl, and and uh, you know, for me personally, a few, you know, two or three plays that go differently. Uh, you know, we've got a chance to, you know, potentially have a world championship in Jacksonville. So we fell short there, there, uh, you know, that, uh, that's hard to swallow, but at the same time, I'm not, uh, I'm forever grateful for, you know, my teammates and those good teams and the runs that we made. We just came up, we just came up a, a little short a couple of times.
0: Oh yeah. And that's, you know, It's definitely interesting to look at that, but I know that, you know, at least in Jacksonville, I'm sure that I can speak for them a little bit that you'll always be remembered in that positive light and being a part of you know, the beginning of that franchise. And it's interesting to see obviously now, uh, with urban Meyer down there, um, what they'll do with that franchise. And it's, it's, it'll be something to watch. And this is a football fan in general, it'll be something to watch and it'll be really interesting to see, um, I'll, I'll wait on. I had a question that I uh, got brought up because of the Jackson, the Jaguars, like initial jerseys when that was pitched. I'm, I don't know if you uh, remember those, but I want, I want to uh, stow that away for a second. What sort of lessons did you learn in your time in Washington? You know, you go from Jacksonville, you know, those appearances in the playoffs, then you come over to Washington. What do you remember from there? Uh, and what sort of lessons did you learn, would you say?
1: Well, there's there's uh, lessons you can learn from from any new situation, and for me, it was a new situation. I was I was excited about uh, playing for the Redskins. I was excited about playing for for Joe Gibbs. Um, again, surrounded by some really good players. Again, you know, uh, friends that I still talk to, to this day. Uh, I was there for four years. Two of those years were good, um, and uh, uh, two of those years for me professionally were not good. I went from the starter to being benched to be in the starter, having a good year, starting the next year, getting benched. And then I, in my last year there, I ended up being the third string. So I kind of hit it all, you know, in those four years, but uh, um, I love living up in, in the state of Virginia. One of my favorite stops. Uh, Met some great people uh, Played for coach Gibbs. And um, in fact, in fact, I actually am coaching right now with one of my teammates from, from the Redskins Antoine Randall L who was the Detroit lions wide receiver coach. So uh, it's kind of come full circle. It's really cool. Uh, Great memories. Listen, I learned a lot. You know, I learned that, that, uh, um, you know, if you play this game long enough, you're going to go through some tough times, whether you get benched or booed or traded Uh, I've been cut, Um, you know, uh, you go through, through all of it. And, and, and through that, you know, it's uh, it's the greatest job in the world playing in the NFL. It can be difficult uh, but it's not without it's a uh, um, it's uh, it's let's just say bumps in the road.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's uh, I mean some people I mean what the average career length is like three years. So I mean any I'm sure that it's just uh, it's it's always going to be something that comes with its bumps, like you said. Uh, sure. So with that being said, you know you take that take those bumps right. And we go down to New Orleans. What's your approach to joining that team? You know with Drew Brees and that team and every all the momentum they had in that season what's what's your approach you know because uh i think if i'm correct i read that uh you were uh your credit as a big help in drew breeze's uh learning so i mean how, what's your approach if that's that's the article i read i don't know how did you is. read that was, uh, i'll
1: take it man i'll take it yeah absolutely we would not have won a super bowl if i wasn't there <laughs> Uh, well I tell you my approach no it's a good question and I'm just I'm just laughing let's just say that but but let's just say that uh when I when I got there I listened Drew Brees did not need my help he was rolling when I got there uh one of the one of the best people I've ever had the privilege to be teammates with obviously one of the best players future hall of famer and um uh you know I, I my approach was come alongside Drew and if there's anything that I can help him with, um, then I, I want to help him. Uh, he didn't need a lot of help. Um, you know, what he got in me is, it, it in a, was a guy that was going to always support him, always be a, a, another set of eyes. Um, and, uh, to, just to be a friend, to be a teammate, to watch film with, uh, we got to know each other really well. And I'm forever grateful for that opportunity at uh, one, obviously we won a Super Bowl, which was great, but, um, you know, uh, more importantly you know i've got it i've got a friend that that um you know that uh i'll have for the rest of my life and um and i cherish those two years and thankful for the saints uh to the saints for for uh their willingness to to, to uh to grab this old washed up you know beat up old quarterback to be a backup it was really a really special time for me
0: i mean well you know, I don't want to rag on backups because a guy like Chase Daniels had a, a pretty good career and he's, he's uh, been instrumental to some quarterbacks, I'm sure, you know, uh, but it was interesting to see that, you know, just see uh, spending time in Jacksonville. And then Jason Campbell even attributed his, uh, some of his success to you and how, having you as there with them. And then, you know, obviously that Saints team, you know, that, that team is will forever be remembered, obviously in New Orleans, but just for, uh, you know, the way that the season went, but, um, just you know, unique to see now this is, this is the, what I had stowed away. Did you have a okay. favorite Jersey that you played in, in your time as a player? Did you had, are you somebody that cared at all for the, you know, the aesthetics of the jerseys or, you know, you're just out
1: there to play. You don't care what you're wearing. Do you mean as far as the fit or the look or the, uh, I'd say the look more so, um, that's a great, that's a great question. I don't know if I've been asked that one, but, um, you know, um, yeah, I don't know if it, I really cared as much, Charles, you know, as long as that, as long as whatever jersey I was wearing wasn't too dirty by the end of the, <laughs> by the end of the game, that was my favorite jersey, particularly in the back. I didn't want any, you know, grass stains on the back. It probably meant that, that, uh, I had a bad day. Um, but I will say that, uh, um, you know, I, I sometimes I, I, I get a little nostalgic, and I'm kind of a pack rat. Uh, and so I'm actually very thankful that, that a lot of the jerseys that I played in, um, you know, some of the game balls and some of the souvenirs, programs and different things like that, for whatever reason, and I wasn't trying to, you know, I wasn't really thinking ahead, but I just kind of kept a lot of stuff, you know? And so I have so many jerseys, a jersey from every team, uh, so many footballs. I mean, I think I was carrying around my shoulder pads there for a while too, and they might still be somewhere <laughs> But I can tell you this, too. I do still have uh, a pair of Reebok seven-stud cleats uh, that I had in 1995 with the Jaguars. And at the time, you might find this funny. And you, this is probably something you don't even care about. But, but uh, you know, back then, you know, I was so used to, you know, you get a pair of cleats and you kind of wear them, you know, as long as you can wear them. I wore one pair of cleats the whole season. I didn't realize, oh, wow. I guess, that, yeah, right? And it, well, it was only because I didn't realize in the NFL You know, I could have got a brand new pair every week if I wanted to. I just thought, well, they gave me these cleats. I I guess I still had that college mentality, but I still have those (laughs) cleats. Um, And uh, uh, but when I was at Washington, at the University of Washington, listen, if you got your pair of cleats, that's what you you had to roll with that the whole year. So I I was still thinking that way when I got to Jacksonville, but quickly learned that, you know, especially the starting quarterback can get whatever you want. So so, uh, um, but uh, kind kind of funny. But yeah, I've got a lot of lot of cool stuff hanging around.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's, it, you know, especially in the way that, uh, you know, you hear about equipment teams and uh, the sort of gear that players get, whether it's college or the pros. Now, it, it it is kind of funny to hear that, you know, those cleats survive that test and you know, <laughs> they, they, they're still exist. They're still hanging around. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this is one that I kind of find interesting because I didn't really think this would be an issue. Left handed quarterbacks in the NFL. I know that numbers kind of gone down in recent years uh do you have anything to say about left-handed quarterbacks or uh you know I think they're
1: great um (laughs) I don't know is there only one now is two I think two is the only one now right I think in the NFL was there another one
0: Kellen Clemens a couple of years ago but you know I think he's done uh so you know it's I don't know I, I think it is two yeah so it's just interesting to me that that is a thing
1: you know what I've been asked that and I don't have an answer for you I really don't I don't know if there's know young left-handers coming up maybe those maybe you know these left-handers if they have the ability to throw when they're younger maybe they choose baseball you know maybe they're they're, you know they're they're on the mound somewhere or or or, you know who knows um uh I I can't speak to it because in in my time listen it was Boomer Esiason it was myself Michael Vick uh Steve Young of course who was one of my favorites and I know there's a few others um, um yeah, there were, there were more, but uh, those are on the top of my list. I'm not as old as, as some of the, you know, Stabler and stuff like that. But, yeah. but, uh, uh, so I don't, I don't have an answer for you. I, I, I can't figure it out. I'm, get, I'm kind of leaning towards maybe the baseball. That makes reason, sense. you know, that kind of makes sense to me. And, and, uh, I think to a degree, you know, they're, um, you know, if you can throw, you know, and, and you know, you've got some art talent, you're left handed and everybody wants a left-handed pitcher and those guys are making $50 million a year and it's a lot safer sport. Uh, Perhaps that's the direction they're going. Maybe there's some truth to that.
0: Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's a bad reason. It's just, it's something that I I see the headline. It's like, Oh, you know, to uh, maybe, there might be somebody I'm forgetting, you know, but it's just something that kind of sticks out. It's like, Hey, that's kind of odd. Um, And then, so as a player, this is my last stop for you as a player. What would you attribute your longevity to? How, do you, how, how would you say that you stayed around and kept coming back, You know, as opposed to saying, hey, I don't want to do this anymore? What would you say kept you coming back to the NFL?
1: Well, Charles, if, if, they'd, if they would let me play to this day at, at 50 years old, I'd still be in that locker room. Um, I loved it. I loved every part of it. Now, uh, I love being on a team. I love being a part of something that was bigger than me um even when my playing days were over i still wanted to be a part of it uh, i liked being around the guys uh, you know in the locker room uh, on the plane on the bus the camaraderie the chemistry the the messing around uh the, the locking arms and, and competing and fighting together getting through tough times three or four game stretches where you're just not winning uh battling through that um uh, it, it was great for me i knew that um it wasn't going to last forever Um and I was able to get, you know, 19 years in large part due to the fact that when my I knew I couldn't play anymore, um, I was willing to be a backup. And whether it was a backup for Mark Sanchez or Drew Brees, I just wanted to be a part of it. And I'm glad I did, you know, I got a super bowl out of it for for hanging on. And uh listen, it was a real blessing. It was a dream come true to get to uh be in the NFL as long as I was able to be around. And I understand that that's it doesn't happen for, for guys like that to stick that long. And, uh, but I was surrounded by some good people. I stayed relatively healthy throughout my career. And, uh, and so when my time came to leave, I was, I was ready to leave. Uh, I got 19 in, I wanted to get 20, you know, cause it just sounds cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'll take 19 and, and uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for that.
0: So, you know, as you said, with a lion's job, you know, first job in the NFL as a coach, Was there any sort of hesitation when you get that phone call or you start talking about it? Or were you kind of like, okay, I'm just going to jump at this opportunity?
1: Uh, That the head coach texted me, hey, would you have any interest in coaching with me? And I couldn't text yes, fast enough. (laughs) There was no hesitation. Um, You know, for me, uh, you know, the reason I haven't been in the NFL, uh, one of the reasons, maybe the main reason was, you know, I, I didn't want to coach at the college level or the professional level until my my children were out of the house until I was an empty nester. Uh, I wanted to be there for my, for my uh, children. And interestingly enough, I get asked by Dan, you know, about three months after my youngest son goes off to college. So for me, the timing was perfect. Um, And that was just me. That's not everybody. Not that it couldn't work, not that we wouldn't have made it work, but uh, so it was that. And, but, you know, to get into the NFL, it, it had to be someone you know, work, it had to be working for somebody that I knew, that I trusted, uh, that has some character that I believed in, and that's Dan Campbell. And so, um, you know, it didn't take long for me to decide that, yes, this is what I want to do, and, and this is who I want to do it for.
0: So it's interesting, you know, as I look, as you mentioned, you know, having Antoine Randall on the staff as well, and, you know, kind of a retooled staff, uh, what are you excited about this? Uh, what are you most excited about this season? My Apologies uh, you know, get Jared Goff in now, uh, drafts coming up. That's, you know, as we mentioned, it's a big thing. Uh, what are you, what are you most excited for this upcoming season?
1: It's hard to, uh, you know, this is relatively new for me being on this side of, of it. Uh, what I'm looking forward to the most is actually getting the players in the building and actually having a practice, Um, um, getting on the field and actually coaching, uh, Yeah, we're doing some virtual meetings right now. Um, You know, so I'm adjusting to that. I'm coaching through a computer screen. So I'm figuring that out. So I can't wait to get the players. I can't wait for our first practice. I can't wait for uh, first day of training camp. I can't wait for our uh, first preseason game and our first regular season game. So there's a lot of firsts that are coming up uh, for me. Um, But, uh, and so there's, there's a lot of them and I'll take it one step at a time. And, uh, you know, I'm still learning a lot, uh, learning about our system. Um, I know one thing, this year is going to be a lot of learning for me. And really my goal is every year that I do this, I want to become a better quarterback coach every year. Uh, I, uh, I'm pretty confident that a year from now I'll be a better coach than I am right now because I'm going to learn a lot, what to do, what not to do, what works, what doesn't. Um, and that's part of the process. That's how I was as a player. I wanted to get better every year. Um, And as a coach, you want to do the same thing. And I think that's just in life. You know, you want to improve. You want to make, uh, you want to develop, you know, as a person or whatever profession you're in. And, uh, And so I'm looking forward to that.
0: And then the last thing I want to leave you with, what are your thoughts on the NFL adding that 17th game? As, you know, being on the player side of it, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, it gives us one more opportunity to win a football game. And that's the way I look at it. Uh, three preseason games, seventeen regular season games. It's still twenty, right? Uh, now, just now we've got rid of one that meant nothing, and we added one that meant everything. So, you know, it just it's it's another chance to win a game. So I love it. Um, um, and kind of that's that's how I look at it.
0: Uh, now, and is there anything that you want to you know? leave us on with i know that you know obviously being a part of the lions organization will be interesting to watch those games coming up here and uh i know we're all the way in uh we're april right now but it's getting real i don't know having the draft so close makes it feel like it's closer i guess is there anything that you want to you want to leave the people with
1: you know what i just uh i i you know going back to the beginning of our conversation you know i think probably the people that are listening are are dog fans right um you know, I mentioned that you know being surrounded by some great teammates and and uh, getting to play for Coach James and the coaches that I had were just really uh, were were important years of my career, and I am so grateful for getting that opportunity to be a Husky and my teammates. But you know what, being up in Seattle, playing in front of our fan base, playing in Husky Stadium, I've I've been in a lot of stadiums. That is some really cool moments where uh you know you've got fan support and the place is going crazy and you just you feel that energy and passion um I've had I've had some good ones but I don't know if anything is matched playing at Husky Stadium and I was just thinking about that the other day just how cool it was it was different it was unique um, I just I love Seattle I love the people and I love that I met my wife there uh Stacy who was I, I first saw her running around the track because she ran track uh, at Husky Stadium, and uh, um, uh, the memories there, uh, got married there, had our first baby there, I just, going back there, have family there, it's just awesome, it has a special place in my heart, and uh, so, you know, if, if there are any Husky fans out there, uh, whether you saw me play or not, I am grateful uh, for you, and thankful that I'm a Husky, and uh, for, forever will be a Husky, uh, it, was, it was really the, uh, one of the best times of my life.
0: Well, really appreciate it, you know, having you on and having you be a part of the Husky family and excited to hopefully be, uh, hopefully I'll be back in the student section this year instead of trying to watch the games <laughs> at home, you know, so again, there I want to thank go. you for coming on and excited to see what this year brings, you know, for both our Huskies and for, you know, obviously with the Lions. Thank you I very much. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it.
1: Baba Bowie.